Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, SeaWorld loses an infamous killer whale. A new one-day dining plan is going to be tested at the Magic Kingdom. And there's a rumor about a possible opening date for Pandora at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Also, a little later on, we'll talk about rookie mistakes made by first-timers on Disney Cruise Line. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 924 for the week of January 10th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. <laughs> always, always has to be different. Always. Tension grabbing. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> in my head. Don't say it. And of course, Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. Back in the production, our associate producer, Oliver Green. Hello. Along with our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope your week is off to a good start. We've had some very cold weather here. In Orlando, I haven't been outside today. How was it today? It's nice out today. Seventy-one. However, I'm enjoying the cool weather. I, I love this. I was a little yeah. too cold over the weekend. I loved it. You know, wind chill in the twenties. I just want you to know that when you tweet that out, the rest of the world's not impressed. I know. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> Poor um, you. So it's it, yeah. It, it's been it's been cold, but it's been very nice, lovely weather. Except for Saturday. Saturday was kind of nasty. We had a big rainstorm Saturday. And they had to cancel the uh, the five k. Was it the five k or it's the, the half, half marathon. marathon? The half marathon. I think, it's a, I think it was the four G, but I'm not sure. He's looking at me like I might know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask the chubby gay guys on this side of the table <laughs> what marathon might have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple things in housekeeping. Something I neglected to mention uh, last week, um, but uh, Craig did uh, mention it on the Universal show on Thursday, and that is we are looking for video contributors, specifically video contributors for uh, Universal, for the Universal area of our site. Um, so you've heard me talk before about we want you know contributors to submit articles. Well, now we're looking for contributors to submit vlogs. So uh, if you're interested, there's going to be a link in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. And Craig, do you want to say a little bit more about that? What you're looking for? What's, you know, must wear clothes. Yeah. So uh, basically for anyone who's been watching our Dis Unplugged YouTube channel the uh, past year or so now, um, you've noticed that a lot of our content has shifted to uh, vlog style formats where we share our adventures uh, in the parks with you and all around. And uh, so just to make things a little bit interesting and start getting different voices out there that might have uh, might have gone unheard of forever, uh, we want to open it up to everyone else and give you a platform to do so. So whether you're in the park sharing it, talking about planning from home, uh, talking about Disney entertainment, uh, or Universal cosplay, right and now. Universal, we're, we're focused yeah. on Universal right now. Focused straight on Universal right now. But uh, basically, we just 
we don't know what great ideas are out there, um, stuff that we might not be doing yet that someone else might be like yelling at their computer every week that we haven't started doing it yet. So that's why we want to put it out there, see uh, see what you guys come up with. So um, like Pete said, there's a, there'll be a sign-up in the show notes page as well as uh, every now and then on social media. We're posting links to it. Right now we're specifically looking for uh, universal contributors to help. Um, but... You know, in the future, we'll probably open it up for Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, anything. So we we will definitely be opening it up to uh, other things. Right now, we're just kind of focused on Universal, but we are definitely going to be opening it up to. Must be attractive. Number one priority. No (laughs) uggos. Wow. I think that's in, the, that's in the terms. Wow. Wow. It's in the terms and conditions. It's, it's like website. acting is attracting. It's in white font, though, so you can't read it against the background. But um, Acting is attracting. It's a, like one thing that we don't really do right now. We don't have, uh, you know, like Corey never takes his family out and vlogs with them. So if you're a family and you want to share your adventures. Oh wow. Shady <laughs> lady. Hey, Corey, you know, seize the day. I want you to, I want you to be around when I put a camera in front of Ferris's face. <laughs> yeah, that child runs for the hills when we'll he sees see. a camera yeah. come out. They do like Snapchat, though, so maybe I'll just start posting filters. You'll pay me for that? Are yeah, you sure. Why not? <laughs> and, yeah, we are, uh, we are paying people for this the way we do uh, with uh, – Contributors, so a uh, chance to make a little extra pocket money and uh, get your your face and your voice out on the Diz and on our YouTube channels. So, uh, DizUnplugged.com, you'll find links on where you can sign up for that. Um, also, uh, Oliver, you want to talk a little bit about Patreon? I'd love to, yes. So, um, I'm sure a lot of people have figured out by now, if you watch regularly, you can support the Diz and what we do uh, through Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you can choose a tier and you will get rewarded for your patronage and the money that we get goes towards uh, helping support the show uh, and new things in the future so right now it's uh, it's been pretty new so we're still figuring we're still feeling it out but we've we've got some footing with it now we've figured out what people like um, and we've got some new stuff coming as well in 2017 so yeah stay tuned for that and just, uh, again, everything, all links to all this stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Disunplug.com. Um, let's talk about our other shows that are on our network of shows that we do shows. Um, <laughs> Drink. Every time Pete says shows. Yeah, we'll be our drinking game. Um, every Monday, uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast with John Magi, Kevin Close, and Tracy Heinrichs. And John, what are you talking about this week? This past week was the first part of our coverage of a celebrity cruise that Tracy went on. Uh, Very interesting, very cool. First time she's done a celebrity cruise in a long time. So it was uh, neat to find that sort of aspect of the cruise line, how it's changed. Next week is going to be part two of that. I think we focus more on the food and the other stuff involved in the cruise. So stay tuned for that. 11 part series, right? It is. (laughs) Um, also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. This week, Mary Jo Willie is going to share some tips for making the best use of the Diz Board's Disneyland forum. And I will tell you that that forum is routinely in the top five of all the forums on Diz Boards. It's a very active forum, a lot of great information there. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland or thinking about a trip to Disneyland, so if you want some advice on how to get the most out of that resource, 
just uh, head over and listen to the Disneyland, this week's episode of the Disneyland Edition. Um, every Wednesday, DizUnplugged.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. And what's going up uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow is um, the top five money-saving tips. So this is a show that we recorded just a few days ago, and it's... And by a few days ago, he means yesterday. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't give away the secrets. Um, it's, an, it's a good show. We, we really did well, our he, research for this one. It was really, really good show. He wanted, he wanted to record it. He wanted to record it before we went on break, um, before the holidays, and we couldn't. And then he wanted to record it last week, and we couldn't. <laughs> And so yesterday, um, there's that look of panic that can come over a producer's face when we're, we're staring down a deadline and we have no time to do this. So um, we, were here, we were here pretty late yesterday. Um, However, information like that is timely. Yep. So if you were recorded a month ago, you know, you might be something else might have come up. Well, so. actually, I was surprised by some of the stuff that we came up with yep. for this. Just some... Some interesting, interesting takes on saving some money. We actually worked it out as well, so we can put monetary values for right. the average family on just how much you're going to save, and it's it's astounding. It really is. Just four of the five tips. Just four of the five tips was we, we said over six hundred dollars. Yeah, you could crazy. save um, just some simple things, some very basic things. So that's coming up tomorrow. Disunplugged.com, and of course every Thursday, uh, the Universal Edition of the Disunplugged with. Craig Williams, Rhino Clavin, and Oliver Green. And Craig, talk to us about this week's show. Sorry, I was chatting with people in the chat room. Um, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your social yeah, schedule. We have fun. Um, now, this week's show on Universal, we are going to be doing our first dining review for 2017. We're actually uh, we're going to go do uh, Confisco's in Islands of Adventure. And then also, uh, last Thursday, we tried to call in with them as they were dining. But uh, Pete, uh, Charles, and Steve went and ate at Margaritaville. So we're going to show a little video of their dining experience there. And folks have been asking who Charles is because he's been showing up in a couple of videos. Um, Charles is a good friend of mine that is just a big geek, and he's helping us out writing some articles for the site and attending some of these things. A big Universal fan, so you're going to see him a lot on some of the Universal videos like that vlog that we're talking about. But that's who Charles is. Charles is a good friend of mine, so um, just so we get that out there. Because I keep getting, who's Charles? Who's this guy, Charles? He's somebody else in the world. There are people in the world <laughs> other than those of us. So, um, all right. So that's this Thursday, disunplug.com. And, of course, every Friday-ish. Although he's been very good lately with getting the Dis Pop shows up on Friday. So I think we can start saying every Friday, disunplug.com. Dis Pop with Rhino Clavin and occasionally others. Or, excuse me, I promised this year to refer to him as Lady Clavin. Um, if you really want to piss him off, call him Rhino Clavin. Um, call him Ryan Clavin. Ryan Clavin. Yeah, there you go. Um, this week, uh, Rhino will be talking about the Beauty and the Beast promo with Emma Watson singing as Belle, the just-released Cars 3 trailer, as well as some Star Wars Episode Eight news that director Ryan Johnson has revealed. So, um, first, hope he includes a doll. Well, okay, we'll talk to you about that in a second. Um, have you guys seen the trailer for mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast? We have. I, yeah. I thought she did. I, I thought she sounds great. I mean, she's not Susan Egan, but I'm not expecting her to be. I thought she sounded great. Did you see the doll? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Caitlin if you doll? follow Pete on Twitter, you can't miss it. 
he's obsessed. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's well. I my favorite. Th- First of all, I think Emma Watson is beautiful. She's a beautiful woman, and this doll, this doll looked looked frightening. The head's too big. It's like a Nancy Reagan head. Well, no, somebody said, (laughs) one person tweeted, one person tweeted, when you order uh, a bell bell from Beauty and the Beast style, and what comes is Justin Bieber with a wig and a dress, um, because that's what it looks like. It's just, it's really disturbing. So you're not going to add this to your Franklin Mint doll collection? (laughs) No, I don't. That thing thing will come to life in the middle of the night. (laughs) Um, No, and, you know, they, they... it's, but I'm not the only one saying it. A lot of people are talking about that, and so if you want to see, yeah, the the just go look at my Twitter feed. I do have a few retweets up there about about the doll. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, also we almost forgot. Um, I, every Friday, as well uh, through the month of January, connecting with mo- connecting with malt, <laughs> okay. chocolate malt. Life is a soda jerk. <laughs> Connecting with Walt, with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams. Uh, this week, Michael and Craig share their top picks for books about the history of Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Company, and the Disney theme park. So, Friday, Disneyplug.com. And, of course, you can uh, watch most of our shows, uh, video, uh, YouTube.com slash Disneyplugged. You can subscribe to all of our shows on iTunes. Um, now, while we're talking about Twitter, I came across something yesterday that... If you haven't seen this, I maybe other people know about this website, and I'm just late to the party. But there's this website, DisneyDocs.net. That's Disney, D-O-C-S, as in doc, short for documents, .net. And it's a Tumblr account. And what this guy has done is he has collected all of these old brochures, um, manual, uh, service manuals, uh, eyes and ears, from Disneyland and Walt Disney World over the years, some really fascinating, fascinating stuff. He just published, his, published it all on his Twitter account. What? Tell everyone about the um, serving standards guide that you read. This was from like the early 1980s, and there's this guide about, uh, you know, for, for servers and restaurants on how to give the Disney service. And if you see a guest with a cigarette, offer to light it for them. <laughs> I was like, whoa, the good old days. Um, Can I charge your vape? Yeah, really. That's <laughs> um, so really, really cool site. Go check it out, DisneyDocs.net. And I came across that yesterday and was just fascinated by it and been spending a lot of time on it. So I just wanted to throw that out. There. I follow a, a Twitter account called Old Picks Archives. And you never know what you're going to get. But just recently, they had a picture of a man sitting in a bed. And you know how they used to have cigarette girls at nightclubs? There were cigarette girls in hospitals. And they would sell you cigarettes bedside in a hospital. Mm. Oh, you know, something I saw on this website, actually, that I think you would really enjoy. A lot of stuff from the 1964 World's Fair. Oh. Um, was on there too. Somebody so. tweeted me and said, "What would you think of the idea of revamping Tomorrowland to look like the 1964 World's Fair?" And I thought, "Well, that sounds amazing. I'm all in." And then somebody else wrote and said, "Well, I think it would be better if they did that with the World Showcase and made that look like or the all night. of Epcot, just oh. all of Epcot." <laughs> <laughs> and I think. Anything you're going to do to make it look like the 1964 World's Fair, I'm willing to tear down the castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now you're speaking heresy. I know. <laughs> Oliver, you were looking John like... John at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> you were looking like you were going to say something. Oh, no, no. I'm good. I was... I, it was a technical thing. I have one more on housekeeping now. On top of it. 
Okay, go ahead. All right, all right, good, good. Um, our good friends at MagicYourBand.com are in the process of adding the uh, Magic Band 2.0 skins to their website, and we they've also added some Diz branded ones. So oh, if you're so if you have the new Magic Band and you want to uh, bling it out a little bit, go check out MagicYourBand.com. Do we have the pictures? You sent them. I sent them. Okay. Uh-huh. You did. You did send them. <laughs> well, as long as you clarify that he sent them, that's awesome. That was the that was that thing. I sent them on a phone. We had to not going to go into it, but we had to swap computers at the very last second because of a technical glitch. There's um, about seven designs yeah. up there right now, but we're in the process so of I adding think, new ones. No, I, instead of <laughs> in, instead of the drinking game being me saying shows, it should be Oliver technical saying glitch. technical glitch. Yep. Um, you'll be drunk by the time we get to rapid fire. Um, Okay, so that's going to do it for me for housekeeping. Anybody else? Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. All right, over to Johnny with the news. All right. Tillycom, dead at 36. Tillycom, the orca who inspired the movie Blackfish. (laughs) That is hilarious. Tillycom, the orca who inspired the movie Blackfish and was involved in the death of SeaWorld trainer Don Branshaw back in 2010, has passed away. The beloved orca had been a part of of the SeaWorld family for 25 years and is estimated to have been approximately 36 years old at the time of his death. SeaWorld released the following statement. The SeaWorld family is deeply saddened to announce that one of its most well-known orcas, Tillycum, has passed away. Tillycum passed away early the morning of January 6th, surrounded by the trainers, care staff, and veterinarians that provided him around-the-clock world-class care. Like all older animals, Tillycum had faced some very serious health issues. While the official cause of death will not be determined until the necropsy is completed, the SeaWorld veterinarians were treating a persistent and complicated bacterial lung infection. Uh, the suspected bacteria is part of a group of bacteria that is found in water and soil, both in wild habitat, wild habitats and zoological settings. Okay, how much of this press release was aimed at PETA? Well, I think how much Please of don't it, beat us. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's about this could have happened in the wild is what they kind of mm-hmm. want to make sure they get out there. But, um, yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know what to say. In a related story, free sushi for a real at Sea World. Lamp oil. Lamp oil. Free lamp oil. I hate it when you have a funnier one than I do. Oh, man. That's that bad. Scrimshaw sale at the gift shop. Oh, man. Gosh. Wow. Too soon? It might be a little too soon. Too soon. Okay. I got nothing for you on that. All right. Kevin took care of it. He did. Next story. Magic Kingdom to test new one-day dining plan. The Magic Kingdom is doing a test of a one-day dining plan in January and February. From January 12th to February 22nd, guests can test out the new Disney Dine on the Go plan, which allows them to prepay for one day of meal credits. The plan is available for both children ages 3 to 9 and adults who will receive certificates that can be redeemed for one quick service lunch and one quick service dinner. Lunch certificates will need to be used before 4 p.m. and dinner certificates are valid from 4 p.m. through park closing. Each meal will consist of one entree, one single serving non-alcoholic beverage. Dessert is not included. 
guests are interested in trying out this new dining plan can stop by Guest Relations at the Magic Kingdom or one of the ticket sales booths at the TTC. The price for adults is $29, and for children ages 3 to 9, it's $12. And the participating uh, restaurants in the test are Casey's Corner, Columbia Harbor House, Cosmic Rays, Pecos Bills, and Pinocchio's Village Hoose. 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 L. This was this was met with very mixed reaction, I would say. I think probably more negative than positive, but I'll be generous and classify it as mixed. I uh, a lot of people are because Disney is billing this as a twenty percent savings over, uh, you know, buying it buying it yourself. We're all having a hard time coming up with that. Really, you're going to go to Casey's Corner? <clears throat> there is. Um, Didn't Universal have this a while back? Universal's been doing this. This is Universal's meal plan, effectively. Because of the restaurants that are available, it, it's a slight savings. If you do some math with lunch and dinner, you can come up with a slight savings. Only if you're ordering the most expensive things on the menu. Yeah, for it's, sure. It, and, and even then. But I do like a same-day dining plan option. Yeah. I think there are people f- for whom it will be convenient. Um, and that's the only reason to go with this is a, for convenience. I don't know what the convenience factor is here. I was going to say convenience so you don't have to take your wallet out right. of your pocket. You still yeah. have to pull out a certificate I, as know, opposed like, to all your meals on your You're probably going to have to rest after you open the wallet. So <laughs> You know, I, where I, I could see this as a convenience is if you were sending your teenager... You could do, buy it online. You don't have to hand them money. You know they're going to eat and not buy crap. Your whole family, give everybody a certificate. And, and off you go. That day. is what I've heard. The most positive responses that I've heard about this is exactly what you just said. That if the kids are on their own in the parks, this makes sense. Yeah. Outside of that, a lot of people are just kind of you know, not sure what to make of it. Um, all that being said, and all that's legitimate, I'm, I'm just going to kind of go back to what I've been saying with the last few things they've announced. You will notice now that we have the, um, the bus transportation for park hoppers, and now this. Um, they've gotten the message. Stop with the $700 tents in Tomorrowland. Stop with the upsells that are for the 1%, quote-unquote. Start coming up with things that might actually make sense. That's why this is a test. Um, I applaud this. Whether or not I think this is a particularly good deal or not, I think the mindset that is going into creating it is really good. And I think it's the direction that they should continue going, which is, okay, where are these maybe these micro gaps where we can do something like this that we're talking about $25, $30 a day? Um, for a meal plan, or you know, fifteen or twenty-five dollars for transportation, in, you know, express transportation in between the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, where can we find these gaps that we can fill a need and raise additional revenue, which we need to do because we're a business, and that's what businesses do, regardless of why they have to do it. Um, this, to me, feels like a good direction to move in, and I think they've covered the. You know, empty your savings account and cash in your children's college fund in order to have a tent in Tomorrowland. I think they've covered that that ground now. And the fact that these are the things they're starting to do tells me that they're starting to listen. And so I applaud that. And just whether or not this in particular thing is a value to everyone or some people or nobody, 
doesn't matter. It's the idea that this is what they're trying to accomplish and this is what they're looking at. So I think Disney should have a small area with a <laughs> grab and go kind of thing where you can create your own lunch, like kind of make a box lunch and eat someplace in the park so you don't have to go into a restaurant. I remember when we were younger that going into a restaurant was, you know, just a huge time suck. And there were so many other things we'd rather be doing. And I think that would make sense where you just walked in kind of like a a sunshine seasons Mm -hmm. where you just grabbed and go and gave them your voucher. That makes sense to me. But going into Casey's Corner with vouchers, it just I don't see a value. However, Casey's Corner's hot dogs are expensive. And they're good. I, I, I love Casey's It's all Corner. very expensive, yeah. Except for one thing. If they apply to heat to things them. To say. Well, I, no, I'll let you talk, too. I did ask the chat what they think of this. Darren Hancock pointed out a good thing. Uh, maybe it is something that would be good for guests that also don't really understand how American currency works. That it might be easier to just, like, especially for like four Oliver. groups. Oliver still struggles with... Uh, so they don't understand how money works, but you're going to explain to them the voucher system? Oh, absolutely. If, give me your money. If a tour group, ticket. exactly. If a tour group, if their conductor says, give us your money, we'll convert it onto this card and give it to you, it could help from when you're standing in a line and they're pulling out every See, single this, piece of change they and, have. And this, this, is, this is my point. I think there are these micro these micro gaps where that they can fill with things like this. And I think it's smart. Um, again, doing it average, more for convenience and not necessarily for money. Ex- yeah, exactly. it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, even with the dining plan, you know, we talk about it all the time that with the dining plan, you get with the packages that, um, it's, if you eat that much food, it's worth it. But to actually save money, the amount of food you have to eat is pretty much more than the average person. Will eat, and if they were going to make it, if they were doing it for the convenience factor, put it on your magic band. Well, and that's what I'm waiting on as an annual pass holder. I know this is mainly for annual pass holders, but you know, if I could tie a credit card to our magic bands and go into the parks, knowing that I just deposited 200 bucks and it'll last us for however long, that I can you know charge on my magic band like a Disney guest would. That's put it a convenience for magic me. Band. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think what you'll see is if this test is successful, um, I, th- I don't think they're going to go through the expense and the time and the effort necessary to put it on magic bands if it's only going to last a month and they're going to say this is a failure. If it works over the course of a month, I think you will see them be able to put the certificates or the vouchers on a magic band. But again, I think I think that it's you know keep coming up with these ideas, keep keep going. This is good. Look for. Stuff that makes it convenient, easier, maybe even a little cheaper sometimes uh, to do some things. Can we do our next show out of a tent in Tomorrowland? <laughs> now, if, you had, if they had a grabbing go station, we could all get lunch and go to our tent. Yeah. All right. I'm done now. All right. Our third and final news story. Possible opening date for Pandora. Calm down, Kevin. Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World released their yearly Discover Disney ticket for Florida residents and the blockout dates for those tickets seem to suggest a possible opening date for Pandora, the world of Avatar. These tickets are available for three or four days at a significant discount. A three-day ticket is $139, and a four-day ticket is $159. Um, these tickets are released every year, but the interesting part is the blockout dates for these tickets. Uh, the tickets cannot be used at Disney's Animal Kingdom from May 27th to June 9th, 2017. 
rumors have been swirling, uh, wondering if this may be hinting at the opening date for Pandora. The other new quote-unquote attraction coming to Animal Kingdom is the Rivers of Light nighttime show, which also doesn't have an announced opening date, but it seems unlikely that there would be a blockout on tickets just for that show. Disney has announced that Pandora would open in summer 2017, but nothing more specific than that has been announced. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I think the rumor is well founded. I think they're going to have if they if they're going to open if they want to take true <clears throat> advantage of Pandora opening for the summer, they've got to do it at the end of May. They've got to open it at the end of May um, for the start of the summer season. There's no point opening it in July. Um, so. And I know plenty of naysayers about Pandora, but I'm going to continue to say what I've said all along. Joe Rohde plus James Cameron equals awesome. This is going to be incredible. And I think the behind the scenes uh, video that they released on Christmas with the parade um, where they have Joe Rohde, James Cameron and John Landau uh, talking about this and showing some of the stuff. I mean, I think it looks I think it looks incredible. I'm really, really excited for it. Though that picture is really dark. It is really dark. Um, I think these dates are, that they're speculating about, these might be soft opening. I don't know that they're going to be ready by the end of May. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I Remember be, that little trip we took backstage? <laughs> and we <all> yeah. <laughs> when is this going to be done? Yeah. And it looked like it was nowhere near finished. But that was also September of yeah. last year. And... You know, they've got, you know, I, I think they're probably under an extraordinary amount of pressure uh, right now with the challenges that they're facing. They're under an extraordinary amount of pressure. That is true. Now, from a business standpoint, I can say that the release timing on this may work in Disney's favor. Um, while, you know, The Wizarding World and Diagon Alley at Universal are still very popular and still draw big crowds, they're open. They've been open for a while. It's not quote unquote new. Um, I think Disney's going to have the new cycle to themselves when Pandora opens. And as long as they hit their marks, which is far from a guarantee here, because you take a look at the stumbles that have been made over the last year. Rivers of Light. Rivers of Light is a great example. That was supposed to open last May. And hello. That's the one where the boat kept sinking, right? Mm -hmm. The boat sank, and then there were problems with the projections. And everybody tripped over the extension cord. Then it caught on fire and sank. So it's uh, you know if Disney makes if Disney hits their 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 targets and okay that was technical glitch drink <laughs> um, oh there oh um, Craig is the, the noises that you're hearing we were hearing there is Craig getting uh, FaceTime set up with other writing Rhino uh, and Steve mover. in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> And they are on the people mover. So before they lose reception, why don't we go ahead <laughs> or the ride ends and switch over and switch over to them. How are you guys? Hey, hey. we're taking a romantic ride on the people mover at Magic Kingdom right now. Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, kiss. Oh. Hey. This is making me very uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Stop. So what have you guys been up to today? Um, we've just been kind of roaming around, looking at. I'd never seen that Muppets um, show uh, in the uh, in Liberty Square, and I, we checked that out. I thought that was really cool. Um, we on the hunt for a healthy snack. Not easy. Jinx. No. 
they uh, the the snack location in Liberty Square they used to have corn on the co- like grilled corn on the cob and everything. We don't think they sell it anymore, which was pretty disappointing because that was like one of the healthy food options that we were looking forward to. Yeah. Wow! So you're having trouble finding healthy snack options in the Magic I know, Kingdom. surprise, surprise, right? I thought we'd be like creative and try and find something cool, but it's not happening. So, oh God! Yeah, I'm gonna switch this camera around so you can take a peek over here. Ooh. I switched the camera so you can't see us holding hands anymore. <laughs> but oh, it's still one of my still one of my all-time favorite attractions. Um, although yeah. now it's haunted by the pale blue glow of Rhino's head. Um, yeah. It's not uh, Spaceship Earth. It's my head. <laughs> um, so how are the crowds today? They, the, the, I noticed that the crowds, and wa- like walking around, the crowds seem heavy, but the wait times are pretty low. There's nothing really, except for Seven Doors Mine Train, there's nothing above an hour. So... Um, you know, 20 to 30 minutes for stuff like Buzz, Haunted Mansion, any of the move, uh, on the mover attractions. Um, but uh, yeah, so it feels crowded, but the lines aren't bad. Yeah, here you can take right a peek looks over happy. here. You can see, so it's like a like, but um, I forgot what I said. Oh, all the Christmas decorations are still up, which yeah, is kind of surprising to me still. Well, we've been noticing that over the last few years, that the Christmas decorations tend to stay up till about mid-month. Yeah, um, it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, well, it's the 10th, and I guess by this Sunday it'll be the 15th, and it's like, well, you gotta move on. If I remember correctly, they come down on the 12th. That's when Kathy told me they come down, so... Uh, Okay. Okay. All right, well... Guys, enjoy the rest of your time on uh, the People Mover. I'm sure there are people watching who would just want us to shut up and let you do that. But uh, we're not going to do that. Um, oh, Space Mountain. Yeah, we're definitely going to lose you. So enjoy. Well, hold on. Let me see how well this, uh, how well this uh, plays. Okay, that's a creepy look right there. <laughs> that really is. It's very Blair Witch goes to Disney. Hitchhiking very... ghosts. Look at that. Turn the camera around. Turn it around? Okay. Turn it around. <laughs> yeah, that's not working. Oh, well, nice. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you can't really see. Well, it should come up soon, right? Well, the go? astronauts were just above me. Oh. And now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's uh, now it's the creepy floating head of Rhino Clavin. <laughs> oh wait, did I not flip it around? Oh, I didn't flip it around. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, oh. There you go. Here's Space Mountain. All right. All right, I'm done with you. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye. <laughs> Scary. All right. So that's Rhino and Steve over in the Magic Kingdom. Um, so just wrapping up Avatar, um, I think there's good good possibility we're going to be looking at uh, at the opening of this at the end of May, um, or at the very least, as John said, a soft opening. You know what I noticed about those dates? They're right over the time that we're going to have our 20th anniversary. Of I was just thinking, thinking that. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. How fun would that be? Yeah, it's not going to happen. I want my 20th anniversary right. in the opening day. Exactly. <laughs> So, all right. Thank you very much, John. That is going to You're do welcome. it for the news. We are going to move on to rapid fire, and we'll start with Johnny. All right. Disney has a discount out for Disney Cruise Line. It's 50% off your deposit uh, for a seven-night or longer Disney cruise that departs between uh, July 17th and December 30th. 
um, pay half the regular deposit. So instead of 20%, you're going to pay 10%. You have to book by February 15th, 2017. Not a tremendous discount, but, you know, if you don't have the money to put out of pocket at the moment, it's certainly worth, you know, yeah. holding something. Uh, the good news is is that you have up until final payment to cancel and not lose your deposit. So it might be something to consider. Put your deposit down and see if perhaps you can go on a cruise. Something else I noticed Disney did the other day, um, it affected several of my clients. They released the Florida resident rate for the 10-night Southern out of San, out of San Juan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before the final payment was due. So I had several clients that already had a cruise booked, and we booked it again and saved we'll them save several thousand. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, so that, I'm surprised. So that, that I guess that cruise wasn't doing that well. So, um, let's see, June 17th and June 28th on the Fantasy. So it's pretty wild. Wow. Something else, I, something else I noticed the other day, too, is the um, – the Florida resident, there's this early early 2017 discount that's out now, which is good for any of these dates that this uh, Festival of the Arts is going on. So if you're a Florida resident, take advantage of these actually pretty good discounts. Yeah, there's some very good discounts right now. Yeah, yeah. especially at the um, deluxe hotels. Not so much yeah. at the Valleys, but at the deluxes. All right, that's it for my exciting rapid fire. Awesome. Thank you, John. Kevin. Welcome. Uh, and annual Adventures by Disney is offering a sale on Danube River Cruises for uh, this coming summer. The dates are June 21st, 28th, July 5th, July 12th, July 19th, July 26th, and August 2nd. They are offering a discount if you book by March 17th. Adults get a $500 discount, and children get a $1,000 discount before you get all excited. Right. But two adults can combine and you would get a $1,000 discount, $500 each. If two adults are going in a child, you would get the $1,000 for the child. So pretty much it's a $1,000 discount. Yeah, it's not combinable. Uh, you can't have a child discount and an adult right. discount. You don't get... And can't have two kids each getting a 1000 right. But you do get a Dreams Unlimited travel rebate. Right. You do. We're not there yet. Now, if you're booking a triple... Ahead of us. A triple is the largest that. group you can get within the discount, and we could work it out that you would get a little more than 1000 However, you are still eligible for the Dreams Unlimited travel booking discount. And that is combinable with this, I'm sorry to say, complicated uh, Adventures by Disney promotion. Uh, Rooms start at $4,349 per person based on double occupancy. These are not the suites. You cannot book a family of four and get the discount unless you book two doubles. So what's interesting about these cruises, first of all, the Rhine cruises from last year, Sold out in minutes. Yeah, the Danube sold out last year. This year, it's the Rhine cruise. Because I think the audience for the Danube cruise took excited about the Rhine. These cruises, the ones that you're talking about, this discount, have never gone up in price. The tier pricing has always stayed the same, and now they're offering this discount. So they cannot fill these cruises. I think that's very interesting. That is interesting. They've gone to the well one too many times on the river cruise. Yeah. There's also a bunch of dates. So... It's available for multiple dates, not just one date. If you're interested, let me know. 
Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Yay. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Miss Teresa. All right. Mine is, like, mine is... Uh, <laughs> strap yourself in. It's a good one. It's a good one. Shut up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if this is only for my enjoyment, okay? You all take the good ones. This is rather self-serving. It is self-serving. And it's, well... You can, it's a drive through too. Okay, Twisty Treat is coming to Port Canaveral. Aren't we excited? One mile from the terminal and one mile from my office. Oh, I can hear the people watching laying down with a cold compress. <laughs> just get ready. The cone, the the shape of the cone is already there, and we're just waiting for him to... Is this uh, the picture you Are you going to post construction photos next? <laughs> I should. Yeah, right. The cows scrums come down. <laughs> there are no scrums. You can see them working. It's really exciting. Twisty Treat is a local... It's all over place. Florida and Texas only. Florida and Texas, and it's the building is shaped like an ice cream cone. cone. They have a loyalty program. The more you eat, the more you get. You get money off in the future. Oh, there's one right around the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's one by my house. And Weight Watchers has been the parking lot behind them. Right. <laughs> they also have Nathan's hot dogs in Twisty Treat. Show that picture again. Did you get a picture of a condemned Twisty Treat? Because this looks like there's a uh, barbed wire fence around. Is it. Is that the one right across the street? No, no, this, this is, uh, this could be anywhere. This was marked as, this photo was marked as reuse, so we could put it on the show. There you um, go. It came from Wikipedia, so. It could be anywhere. Uh, yeah, it could be absolutely anywhere. You, you made me really nervous then, because when I looked at the photo, I thought you were saying that the, you know, the signs in front, they look like the same signs that they use when they're picketing, like, um, oh. the Westboro Baptist Church people, when they hold up those really horrible <laughs> signs. And I, 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 you're right, yeah. right, you know what they say. So, uh, for a second, I thought. He has taken this to a whole. <laughs> Why does it still say book a seven night or longer Disney cruise above my twisty trees? Well, that's because Oliver screwed up. Say the words. Oh, oh technical. Say it. Say it. Show it again. Technical. That was a technical difficulty. You get a free ice cream. I double check these as well. Oh, you did, oh. you did a great don't job both them? times. You say you don't check them? It's no, because, no, I double checked it. It's oh, because you double checked them. I thought you I'm not going to go into details. We had to swap things over at the last minute. Please anyway, don't. love me some twisty treat. Go check it out. <laughs> that was karma for me saying how bad your twisty treat rapid yeah. fire was. <laughs> to only to be surpassed by the slide. Right. Oh. All right. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Corey. All right, let's try this one. All right, the Swine Dolphin released some um, information about their uh, Food Wine Classic happening October 27th through the 28th. Um, these, this takes place 5.30 to 9 p.m. They released some ticket prices. So a Causeway ticket, this includes all you can eat, all you can drink, is $108.26. Now, there's also a Causeway and Beer Garden ticket. That's $131.79. Um, and, and then there's Several different seminars you can choose from. They range from $47 to $65. Um, they also have packages where if you want to book a one-night stay, that includes the uh, the passes. They they start at $424 and a two-night at $824. Now, this is a great event. It's a fun event. But if you're not a drinker, you have to really <laughs> think about that price of $108, $109, um, this and is, see if you get your money. This worth. has angered me since the... The, the last time I did it, the first, which was the first time I did it, it's also the last, because you can drink yourself into rehab yeah, absolutely. at this event yeah. for one price, but you are, they, are, they do not include soft drinks. You have to pay extra, and you've got to go, you've got to like go to this one, this like one location that has soft drinks. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Not everybody drinks. Not everybody drinks. And by not including soft drinks, I think, for me, I, I will not do the event. 
if unless if they start including soft drinks with this, I'd be happy to do it because I thought the food was amazing. But the food fa- was far superior to what they're doing at Food and Wine Festival in Epcot. And I think that food is good. This stuff was amazing what they were serving. The lack of soft drinks to me is an, is just a non a non starter. But if you're interested, <laughs> I was done. One person is out there. I still want to go. <laughs> All right. I don't think we can go this year, right? We're, something's happening. We're going on a trip. We're being a trip. Or we something. will just be getting back from China. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. And I imagine that once we get back from China. We're probably going to want to lay face down on the living room floor for a while. Exactly. I know. I'm going to Twisty Treat. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Corey. Oliver. Hello. Uh, yes. So, uh, ABC's The View announced that the show will be broadcasting uh, from Disney's Animal Kingdom in March. So, there's something to look forward to. The big speculation right now is because it's happening in March and everyone's speculating that uh, Avatar will be opening in May. May. Yes, May, that you're going to see some sort of preview. That's what the big speculation is. I right have now. a feeling that they probably use that as well to make the announcement of the official opening date mm-hmm. for for Avatar. Because mm. um, they're making a very, very big deal, an unusually big deal of the view coming to Animal Kingdom. Um, so, yeah, I think that's exactly what's, what's going to happen. But, yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> it's the view. It stopped being relevant years ago. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, Oliver. <laughs> Greg. Okay. So last week, um, we finally got a look at what some of the menus were going to consist of for the new food studios for uh, Epcot's Festival of the Arts. And I'm actually very excited about some of the options that will be available. Um, I'm excited about this in general. And this yeah. starts this weekend. Yes. Yes, it yeah. starts it's the snapped. 13th. We will be there full blast coverage. Um, pretty much as much as the team who actually chooses to be there. Um, there will be one, two, should have counted earlier, three, four, do it, five, do it like the count. Six. Seven. Seven different food booths. <laughs> Um, You know, some of the items will be uh, like braised beef short rib, red snapper, veal, uh, chocolate mousse. Uh, The most exciting part of it is that all of the um, all of the items look absolutely beautiful because they're taking the arts thing very seriously. Um, So a lot of the pictures they released of these food items look like genuine art. but, yeah, we have the full menu over on the Diz if you want to check it out. Um, looks like they're going back to the small portion styles that they uh, that they use for all the other festivals. So over the holidays, they were doing, like, actual full meal portions, which was nice for that event. But uh, these look more like taste than anything else. But we'll let you know come Friday. There's also a guide map up yes. for the first weekend. So if you want to plan... What you're going to hit during the events. I sort of snapped Walt Disney World last night. They announced that they have a new masterpiece. And I said, you already had a masterpiece. You took it away. And now Disney Springs is done. Put it back. Make Festival of the Masters come back. Well, isn't that what this is? In a, in a way? No. I don't think so. I don't see the, um, the range of artists. I agree. It, yeah. This is like Disney artists and 
they described, I think it was a couple of local artists. I liked the art festival feel of Festival of the Masters. There was an artist that we went to every year, and we started a collection until they stopped, and now, you know, it's not as fun going online. Plus, you need a park ticket for this, right? Right. This was an open event to every... You have a piece of... We went to see a lady. I loved her. She was slightly off base, yeah. But we've got several of her pieces of work, and we went to see her every year. So I missed the Festival of the Masters. It was one of my favorites. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'll I'll be able to bridge and get over it, I promise. We'll be there Friday. We'll give it a shot and see how how this... uh, this new event. And look, I, I love the events at, at Epcot, especially when you add food into it. I also love the fact that you have an event during cool weather. Yeah. I finally feel like, yes, to warm I'm, up. I'm supposed to get hot. <laughs> like 90 the day I want to go. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I always think gay day should be in January. <laughs> I'd be so much prouder. Regardless. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to actually going to something where I won't pass out. Yeah. It's going to be better than the new welcome show. Which is atrocious. Yeah, let's talk. Let's just take a couple seconds to talk about that because they uh, that the yeah, new that welcome was... show at the Magic Kingdom uh, debuted yesterday, and boy, do people hate it. Yeah, uh, Rhino and I went to see it. Um, you can view the full video of it on our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/wdwinfo, as well as the the older one on the train station, the better one from its last day. Um, yeah, it's instead of you know having like the Main Street Mayor come out and welcome everyone and a family of the day and the great reveal with the train pulling up, um, you have one of the new Fantasyland style criers come out, announce Mickey, and then Mickey says, "Oh, I need a whole bunch of my friends." So then you have a bunch of characters come out, wave, and then they all go back in, and the park's open. Yeah, and that's literally it. It's a three-minute show. Big, big disappointment. So it's it's no longer like a really fun, engaging way to start the day at Magic Kingdom. It's now something that's just kind of happening on the side hmm. instead of that event that people want to get there early. I mean, people were waiting hours and like planning their whole day around trying to be first and get picked as the family of the day. And now that's just all gone. So it's also a little bit of a legacy there. Yeah. You know, that was the whole idea that Walt mm-hmm. wanted to start the show and open the curtains and you walked into the park and it was sort of a movie because you entered the park as you would see a movie take place so it kind of takes away a little bit of that yeah so now you're already in the park right you're on main street yeah you're walking around yeah you've had a chance to go to starbucks and spend your money there that's the yeah craig made that point i think that's uh one of the major reasons they did it personally start buying your souvenirs early (laughs) yeah Yeah. all that good stuff that's a bummer Yes, it is. It's okay. You're never up that early. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Hey, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So, all right, that'll do it for rapid fire. But before we wrap the show, I want to spend a little bit talking about the thread I picked as our thread of the week um, over on our Disney Cruise Line forum. What was your worst DCL rookie mistake? And now, Teresa, you book a lot of Disney cruises. I do. And. What do you see as some of the common uh, misimpressions, misunderstandings, or rookie mistakes that people make when they're... What kind of questions are you getting from first-timers? A lot of, I would say, from this week's experiences, um, they wait too late to book their cruise. They need to book it farther out. First-timers want to come in and take a last minute cruise and a lot of times you can't get then the pricing is you know has gone up right understanding tiered pricing right that 
you know, when the cruise is first announced, that's the cheapest it's going to be. And that's usually 18 months before it happens. So a lot of people book. And as that ship fills up, the price of the remaining staterooms goes up. So, yeah, that is definitely a big rookie mistake. One of the things I that... Saying, I have something. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it was going to go around. All right. You're pretty, too. Yeah. Right. I'll be right, I'll be right not, there. Not pretty enough right to vlog, though. One of the things... <laughs> did you hear what she said? No, what did you say? But you're not pretty enough to vlog. I'll <laughs> go. <laughs> Um, one of the things on this thread that comes up a few times, and actually from one of the uh, best and worst shows we just did about rookie mistakes at Walt Disney World, kind of applies here too, which is people tend to overestimate what they can do. They are so interested in doing so, they, 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 they try and do so much on the cruise that they, they miss a lot of the really cool um Really cool experiences that you don't need to kill yourself for, like hanging out on deck, you know, or go and see a movie, go and see a movie yeah. or things like that. It just, you know, we tend, and especially I think because the price of these things is expensive, that people have that sense of I really need to get the most out of this to get my money's worth. And so I think that's a, another rookie mistake. But what were you going to? That was when I was going to mention. People say that all the time. I wish I didn't overplan. Because it became stressful rather than relaxing. And the other thing people say all the time is, I wish I didn't read all the reviews. Because they read all the reviews, there's a heightened level of things that could happen. And magic mm. happening on a cruise and pixie dust happening on a cruise. And that stuff happens organically. And if you walk around expecting it to happen, you get disappointed. Right. Kids meeting certain characters. Having Their tooth falling out expecting something right. special to happen. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, but the number one I think we get a lot is over planning. Uh, clients want to plan every second of their cruise and we try to tell them, listen, it's a vacation. Relax. Enjoy or you know what else? They, they're stressing over. You should have you. You should take a certain responsibility and decide where you want your stateroom on the ship, but don't stress over it so much if you don't get the exact stateroom that you saw that was the perfect stateroom on the ship. You know, I mean, you're on the you're on the ship. Have a good time. You oh, don't. She almost said something bad. No, I didn't. No, she didn't. She did. Ship sounds a lot like or things no. like you know things like um, I read on the boards that people have fallen in love with their servers, right. and now my server and I. They, they communicate after the cruise and they say, we didn't have that experience. And I think you kind of got to let this stuff happen. You know, you can't force it to be that way. Well, it's an interesting point in that um, when you talk about the reviews and some of these experiences that people have, especially we saw this with uh, FastPass Plus, Magic Bands, the negative uh, commentary about it. And so it does, you know, in the planning process, when it's all kind of abstract, these things get a lot bigger than they tend to be in reality when you hit the ground. And I think the same thing is true with these reviews. You're thinking you're expecting that every time you turn a corner, there's going to be some magical moment because this happened to this one and this happened to this one. And it's easy to get the idea that this just happens to everybody all mm -hmm. the time. Um, and as you said, John, it needs to happen. It needs to happen organically. Do you remember when the big thing was that you had to be the very first person into Magic Kingdom so you could wake up Tinkerbell? And so many people were disappointed that they were not. So the next morning they were there at like 5 a.m. This year, when I first started with this company, that was the big thing. Who was going to get to wake up Tinkerbell? Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, you're missing the bigger picture. 
Right. You know, if that's your only goal, and I think that's true with this too, you know, hmm. I, I ran into um, Ariel one day just outside Animator's Palette, and it was just terrific. I would not suggest you go and hang out outside of the animator's palette waiting for Ariel to show up. It was just a moment. Right. You know? there's, a, there's some funny ones here, too. Uh, a woman talks about how the fact she got on, and her husband didn't realize that some of the food, all of the food was complimentary. So he didn't want to go to, like, Flo's because he thought they were going to be charged for it. <laughs> so he walked around all day and was really upset because he was angry. Because he was waiting for dinner, and she's like, well, why didn't you get a burger? He's like, I didn't want to pay for a burger on a cruise. So things like that, I think, are kind of cute. And that's another thing with food. Like, if you're at a restaurant, um, you know, if you can't decide whether you want the steak or the fish, order it. Order them both. I do it every single time. That, you know, don't you don't have to but decide. You do that at just bear. Just, yeah, I do yeah. that, too. Um, <laughs> just eat. order everything if you want. No, not, don't go so gluttonous. But... Yeah. We were in Palo one night, and we were sitting next to a man who told the server that he wanted every single thing on the Palo menu. <laughs> and the chef came out, and he told him, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing it. But if you really can't decide, just get them both. That was the big eye-opener for me. When I seen you doing that on the last Disney cruise that we were on, that I went crazy. I did not realize <laughs> that was an option. And I, I went to town. I yeah, it's, That's a tip I always tell people, yeah. you know? Yeah, never knew if you that. you can't decide, just get and also, both. And also get there's both. that. You know, they will get you something from another restaurant. Yep. Yeah. So the night that it's escargot night. Oh, I learned that by sitting next to Tori. Corey, right? Yeah. yeah. That was You've actually never the seen night. You, <laughs> you have never witnessed a human being eat that much escargot in one sitting. <laughs> and then do it every single night of the cruise. For appetizer and <laughs> yeah, dessert. It's a Competition. Thing. Yeah. Bob could do that too. Yes, yeah. yeah. I might have learned it from Bob, to be honest. <laughs> well, you certainly learned the multiple <laughs> multiple courses at dinner from Bob. Yeah. One of the other things that was mentioned on this thread that I think you know, kind of practical, but a lot of things, a lot something a lot of people don't necessarily think of is they wait to see if they're going to get seasick before they take mm. any uh, any any medicine for it. And the idea with seasickness is you right. need to take the medicine before it happens. Preventative, absolutely. So yeah. if you are prone to motion sickness in any way, shape, or form, and you're worried about seasickness, you just go ahead and start taking it ahead of time. I will also uh, chime in here and say that if, if you've only done the one cruise and you were fine the first time, that doesn't mean you're going to be fine the second time. Mm. Um, I'd never cruised before in my whole life. Uh, I've been lucky enough to do two cruises since I've worked here. And uh, the first time on the Disney cruise, it was smooth sailing. The second time, I spent hours lying in bed because I, I thought I was going to throw up. It was just awful. So, yeah, you've really got to prepare for that and, you know, take it into account. Also, with being seasick, it's counterintuitive, but eating helps. I have one uh, – it's not really a rookie mistake, but I – you know, I've always brought my dress clothes on the ship and tried to iron them, but utilizing the, the dry cleaning services that they have on the ship, like the first day, send all your clothes, and they come back either that night or the next morning, it's, it saves you some time. And it's not that, that it's not, horribly it's expensive. I just It's the first thing I do. When I open my suitcase, I pull out everything that needs ironing. I shove it in that bag. I call them. They come get it. 20 bucks maybe, yeah. and it comes back. It's really convenient. Everything's ready to go. There's some other things that I think, are just common for all vacations. Uh, one of the things people say is they overpack, you know, bringing six pairs of shoes and all this stuff because they think that they got to dress up every night. So, you know, be wary of that. Don't overpack for sure. I think one of the other ones that uh, I see mentioned here is uh, getting to the port too early. 
Um, you get to the port early because you're going to be the first person on that ship. Keep in mind, your stateroom is not ready until one or two o'clock. One o'clock, yeah. Um, so you get on the you get on the ship at when you know when they first start letting you on around noon, yeah. And you're walking around with your bags, and there's a, you usually a big crowd because uh, everybody's doing that at the buffet. But, well, there's also a big crowd in the terminal. Oh yeah, that you're standing on lines, and then the buffets get crowded. You go on later. The terminal's practically empty. John and I don't arrive for a cruise until two o'clock. Two o'clock is a really good time to go, but again, that's a that's a, a big rookie. But mistake. I don't have children who are anxious to swim. Right? Yeah. Right. If you have small children and your kids like to swim, have them board the ship in their bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And there's also those with a yeah. t-shirt over it. There's also those families though that you know it's their first cruise. It's only three days, four days. So you want to get on and start the start. I got to tell you, right I away. think a three-day cruise has a whole different set of parameters. We tell people not to plan too much. I don't think there's any way around that on a three-day cruise. I think you kind of have to gird yourself that you're going to be busy from morning till night because you only have three days. Yeah. Trying to squeeze it all in. Yeah. It, you know, it's a, it's just a different animal than the seven-night cruise. Agreed. All right. Anything else? Anybody else have any? Well, one person did ask a question uh, talking about rookie mistakes. What's the one thing you think a first timer should do on a Disney cruise? Book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, of course. No, <laughs> T-Echoes actually, Dreams I'm Unlimited Travel. I say one of the things you should absolutely do is rebook on board. And I realize this isn't a fun thing to do, but it's going to save you on a future cruise. And you want to do it early because the longer you wait in a cruise, the longer the lines would be, the harder it's going to be to get an appointment to book that second cruise. Book rebook on board for your next cruise because you're, you're, you're going to want to sail again. And you're almost always getting the best price yep. rebooking on board. You're getting there's usually booking discounts and uh, shipboard credits that are in, involved from Disney Cruise Line in addition to what Dreams Unlimited Travel offers. And I'm mentioning that enough in the show to make sure that I say that John and I are co-owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel, so we have a vested interest when we push that, but one fun thing transparent I, about it. One fun thing I do want to mention is something Kevin and I love is go to see a movie on the ship. Mm-hmm. Build that into your time <clears> on the <throat> ship. It's First of all, Disney has great movies, usually first-run Disney movies, so you get to see something You can fresh. see premieres at sea. Premieres at sea. Yeah. But they have a fantastic theater, so it's a fun thing to do that I don't think a lot of people think about. We're going in March, and we're hoping it's Beauty and the Beast on the ship. When is Beauty and the Beast open? March. 17th. Oh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be right Better around there. Yeah. My tip would be, if you didn't get a reservation for something you want, after you've boarded the ship, find out where those things are. And go there. Yep. A lot of times you can get that reservation you want. But I would also tell you that if you don't get the reservation you want, you the reservation you want, your trip isn't ruined. They, You're talking about Palo, Remy, the special well, spas, uh, shore excursions, things like that. They only allow a certain number of people to pre-book online ahead of time. They hold back a certain number of reservations and, and spots on those things for that very reason because a lot of people get on so if you don't get the you know I've had that happen with the spa where I wanted to book a massage or something and there was nothing available online but of course as soon as I walk up to the spa sure when do you want to come okay. so uh, but also, do little, that do that as soon as you get on board though and be flexible exactly I would I would also say definitely get your hair braided in Nassau 
That's oh, like uh, you should definitely stop, do. Stop. No, no, I'm kidding. But I, I would if they, if you were to splurge on one thing, I would splurge on a cabana at Castaway. Camp. Amen. It's just so relaxing, and you have the whole place to yourself. Like I said, it's going to be a splurge, but it's I, I think it's worth it. Those are unless you're staying concierge, unless you're in a concierge level room on the ship. Those cabanas sell out very, very quickly. That's something to do well, well, well in advance. Every so often, you'll get lucky. And you might get one when you get on the ship. But for the most part, because there's so few of them. Um, and they do they hold building, them. And they do hold them for concierge guests. So there's some they put aside right, for concierge guests. That are held for concierge guests specifically. So um, I had that, never done that before. And that's life-changing. It, it is. is. It really is. You can't, you can't do without it. You can't do without it. It's, it makes going to the beach an, an, a, a thoroughly enjoyable experience. I, I'll tell you. And just all of it. It's just it's incredible. It's The cabanas on Castaway Key. Just they did it so right. They did it so right. So I, I didn't want to leave. No, exactly. I mean, literally, we we we. Well, you guys ran away, but uh, the rest of us waited. Oh, wait, uh, wait, had a thunderstorm. We had that thunderstorm, <laughs> that biblical thunderstorm. Some of us were watching <laughs> those clouds. Some of us on Florida knew what was going to happen. Right, got back. You see that big black line? You all have lived here long enough. That big oh, black I line. Tell you, that was so cool. That was a lot of fun. I got to be honest. Like uh, riding out that storm in the cabana, closing everything up. Half of you loved it, and the people in the other cabana were frightened for their lives. <laughs> Well, I think those of us from Florida right, exactly. know, like, okay, this is normal. Uh, Craig's tip is to not wear your clothes when you go swimming on Castaway Key. Yes. Because you will ruin all your clothes. <laughs> it's yeah. a good one. Yeah, he didn't bring a bathing suit. Yeah. And I well, made him go you, swimming anyway. You float out to, on a floaty. But then get, tried to kneel <laughs> on, a, on a float. Right. And then didn't and someone spin you around? I would have gotten away with Which I have on video. Too. I have all that on video. The rest oh. of us were sitting in the cabana timing it. I need that video. How yeah. long before he Seriously, goes in? Seriously, text me that video. He goes down and then pops up like... What a surprise. I fell in the water. <laughs> like Esther Williams. It was like Esther Williams. It was. It's like the indefinition of insanity, you know? Oh, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> what could go wrong? Don't do it. <laughs> All right. That, folks, is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember... Stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week.